0: Two. It, rocks or it sucks. Three,
1: two, one. Oh no! That was off.
0: I mean, uh, we just sync it up. That's all. True. But you want to do it one more time?
1: <laughs> it's not satisfying. Yeah. Okay,
0: ready? Three, <laughs> two, one. That was worse. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cute. Um, well welcome to Rockstar at It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. I sing and play drums in the band Museum Mouth. I make solo music under the oh name my God. Game Meat. Are you going to do
1: this every time? Yes,
0: I freaking am. Uh, what, with anything, any project I'm involved with, what if it eclipses all my other projects?
1: Oh my God. It's like I'm, me listing my resume every time I introduce myself.
0: Well, why don't you, Queen?
1: Because it's not impressive. <laughs> Is my resume not impressive? Well, <gasps> you have like so many. Okay, hold on. Music. I'm just going to
0: turn around and beat my head against the wall, Becca.
1: You have so many music projects to like so people can like go somewhere and listen to your shit i'm gonna be like i'm becca High. i have a band camp
0: you have a band camp you worked on the sims
1: i've worked on the sims and uh, i made a lot of music for people for companies on hold messaging and have you really that was my after the sims i was basically like a producer for companies Okay, see, look, I like,
0: this is cool to know.
1: That was a terrible (laughs) job.
0: Okay, well, we'll edit that part out, but we'll bleep that out. I
1: honestly, I honestly do not care, like. Okay. It's, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, we are gathered here today to discuss (laughs) a little album.
1: I just ruined the introduction.
0: No, you did, I won't edit any of that out, it's perfect. Okay, great. Okay, we're gathered here today to talk about a little album called...
1: Bottoms of Barrels. Bottoms of Barrels? Yeah, it's called (laughs) Bottoms of Barrels.
0: (laughs) I gave it to you because I was afraid I was going to fuck it up, but...
1: I, like, blanked, and for a second I was like, is it just bottom of barrels or bottoms of barrels
0: it's it's plural it's bottoms of barrels it's the sophomore album by the omaha nebraska band tilly and the wall and personally i'm very nervous to talk about this album because i love this album and i love this band so much
1: same
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i'm
1: like already so burpy from my iced coffee (laughs) and i hate it Oh, I love it.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, this record came out, what year? 2006? 2006. I was 16.
1: I was 13 or
0: 14. Okay, come through eighth grade. (laughs) But eighth grade was like... I feel like it's cool that you had an awareness of this band in eighth grade. Eighth grade was like my turning point where I was like suddenly MTV2 and things like that. That's like a good gateway into indie
1: rock. Well, funny. I have a funny story and about discovering Tilly and the Wall. And I distinctly remember the first time I had heard them. I believe Trey Burke was over at our house and him and Graham were listening to music in the living room on the good speakers and bad education came on and I was like what is this amazing song (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I need to know who this is and I believe Graham also had it on a mix CD or something and I was just immediately hooked and was just like this is amazing.
0: I love that. We celebrate that. Thank you, Trey Burke and Graham High. Shout out. Oh, speaking of my beautiful resume, Trey Burke is in the Museum Mouth Music video for Kitchen Floor. Or no, Blood Mountain. One of those two. He just happened to be over that day and we made him hold the camera some and then I took some vids of him. But he's a sweetie. We love him. Vintage friend. Vintage. <laughs> At this point, everything we're going to talk about on this pod is vintage.
1: That was like my mom called me yesterday, and my best friend from college is about to have a baby. And she was like, All of these kids are having babies. And I was like, All those kids are 30 now.
0: Yeah, which is not kid at all. Lord. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, well, that's depressing, but. <laughs> JK, JK, I love being 30. I'm addicted to being 30. 30 is the new 20.
1: 30, flirty, and thriving.
0: Absolutely not, but sure. Okay, anyway, Bottoms and Barrels by Tilly in the Wall. Love this album. I'm honestly, again, I'm nervous to talk about it in any sort of critical regard because it was so formative to my... Um, experience you know just as like a teen getting into indie music and then I feel like this album listening to it in 2020 this album informs so much of my like friend group's visual aesthetic like this band <laughs> it's wild
1: yeah uh best hair I was Truly always some of the most beautiful
0: bangs and die jobs in indie rock
1: yeah maybe or what inspired me to have bangs for the rest of my life and bleach my head off <laughs> uh carl come bleach my hair
0: queen i'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's um, nothing
0: i love more than a good bleaching someone's head off oh
1: uh, this
0: it, this album truly kind of i feel like started that trend in my life where it was like oh like let's all bleach our fucking heads off
1: love it i love Seriously. it's like how did this band inspire you? It inspired me to bleach mine and all of my friends' <laughs> hair.
0: Yeah, all of my, it inspired me to bleach all of my friends' hair, so we ended up looking like a weird sort of cult? whimsical cult that <laughs> just bought brightly colored clothes and screamed everywhere we went in public.
1: And tap danced.
0: And No, actually, none of us tap danced. A fun fact about this band is that When I first got into them, I didn't realize that it was tap dancing, which is like literally Carl. so embarrassing. Because like obviously <laughs> it's tap dancing. I what did like you I think a...
1: it was? I don't
0: know. I mean, some bands have noisy percussion sections. I don't know. <laughs> tap dancing is one of those things that, like, growing up, it was never on my radar. Like, I went to Montessori school, we didn't have anyone that tapped in our like small group of kids, and then in elementary school, I didn't know anyone that tapped. So, who like
1: knows anyone who taps? I feel like
0: it's around sometimes when you're growing up and it just was not around me when i was growing up
1: i remember like, being little and wanting to get into tap dancing but i think that's just because walmart sold tap dancing shoes and i was like i want tap dancing shoes <laughs> that's really
0: cute i aspired one they have the kid that's walking through walmart and goes i want tap dancing <laughs> shoes <laughs> sees those and goes, what are those
1: Tap dancing is a lost art. It was really popular back in the day, and these days, not so much.
0: Yeah, do you remember I do I will say talking about dancing growing up? I had a phase where I feel like everyone I knew was always going to river dance practice. Did you ever have that?
1: I feel like that was a Southport thing. <laughs> <laughs> Our culture is
0: so messy and weird.
1: Yeah, I never took any sort of dance classes.
0: No, me absolutely neither. But okay. I've... Anyway, <laughs> should we talk about the album? I'm sorry to cut you okay, off. Okay, but...
1: yeah, let's segue. So Pitchfork gave this album a seven point six, which isn't yes. that what they gave the Grand?
0: Oh, is it? I think Grand was seven point three.
1: Oh. I will say
0: it's it's a little rare to go back into the pitchfork archives from like this era and see like median, sort of like good median reviews airing on the side of good, like a seven point six. I feel like they're they love to do that now, but back in the day they were a little more critical and wild with the number. So it's interesting to yeah. see this got seven point six. And then oh, the follow up to the also got a seven point
1: six. Interesting.
0: So strange. So strange.
1: The per- I read the entirety of the Pitchfork review of this album, Bottoms of mm-hmm. Barrels, and I was just annoyed by the pretentiousness of whoever wrote that review.
0: It's unfortunate because they kind of reduced the album to an aesthetic, which is what I introed the album with, unfortunately, because it, it was so impactful to the culture, I feel like, when it came out but it doesn't get into how strong some of the songwriting is.
1: Right? They're just- It's wild. Excuse me as I burp. God. Um, (laughs) uh, um, They stated it's a mature take on immaturity. Roll my eyes.
0: Yeah, I feel like you could- You could get a similar point across in wording that doesn't make it sound like these adults are kids. Like, you know.
1: Right. It's like listening to it, I had the opposite issue of the Matt and Kim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Matt and Kim of it all?
1: (laughs) Yes, because Matt and Kim, it's like these are adults. It's just... I don't know if i should even compare the two but the subject matter of other songs is pretty dark and realistic to the world versus matt and kim that's just like everything's fine all the time
0: yeah the lists never forget the lists. the
1: lists
0: Fucking um lists yeah i agree with that statement i revisiting this now i there are some songs that i was like wow this is like heartbreaking like lost girls that song like almost me. Really, i was like painting i was like painting a little section of my wall with like oh a t- one single tear rolling down my eye like wow this is really hard this is sad it's sad stuff
1: yeah i've definitely cried one or two times to some tilly songs
0: mm, for sure were you a big fan of the album before this was it called wild like children i think that's what it's called is that what it's called? God, now I'm what's mortified. What's like I'm a, be what's a popular long.
1: song off that album?
0: The singles were um, "Reckless" was one that I remember talking mm. or hearing a lot. Um, I feel like I always knew you and I misbehaving.
1: Oh. I didn't.
0: I like definitely spent a little bit of time with this album, but not nearly as much as I did with Bottoms of Barrels.
1: Yeah. I think Bottoms of Barrels. I mean, I own the CD. I sought out the <laughs> CD and bought it she from said, a store.
0: S- I was going to say samgoody.com. Check to no, see what's available. Drive I- to Wilmington. <laughs> go get it.
1: I honestly probably got it from, was Gravity Records a thing then?
0: <sighs> We're going to have to bleep this out.
1: I got it from a record store in Wilmington. There was because... also C
0: D Alley in downtown Wilmington. They always had
1: Maybe it was it was a record store in Wilmington somewhere. Nice, nice, nice.
0: But yeah, that rocks. This album is cool. I think it's interesting that we picked um two sophomore albums to start the pod off talking about. Sophomore, <laughs> sophomore great song. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> a great song by Lemuria. <laughs>
1: same brain
0: when we start talking about that band oh my lord
1: i'm it's gonna be your pod that episode is gonna be all you i'm just gonna (sighs) chime in at the end going yeah it rocks
0: basically the version of the album that we're talking about starts with the opening track rainbows in the motherfucking dark
1: yes Yes, somehow I still remember every word to this song. Literally same. Which I'm like, how did I even know? It's wordy. Yeah, you can't take a breath. Actually, you can't take a breath during (laughs) most most of these songs. That's why they have
0: three vocalists.
1: (laughs) Which, listening to this, so Neely is the main vocals for she has songs.
0: the way that i kind of like yeah the way that i see this in my brain is her voice is like the strongest most like soulful highest range like vocal like mm-hmm. she can belt i feel like no one else neither the other vocalists or anyone else in this band really belts like she can belt
1: yeah and i can't tell if she's singing on her own Or if her voice just somehow sounds harmonized or is just, like, layered. But in Rainbows in the Dark, I'm like, is this a single voice? Or it's very confusing to my ears. Yeah,
0: this band is ultimate gang vocal vibes. Like, it's always, I feel like at least two people are always kind of singing.
1: Yeah, or else there would be constant running out of breath.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this song though, seriously, the lyrics to this song are so good and so fun and beautiful and the imagery. This whole album is like rich in imagery, which is cool.
1: Yeah, some might say it's like rainbows in the dark. Oh my
0: God, go home, Becca. I am. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, okay, so basically I don't want to dig too much into this song because it's um to me it's just so perfect it's just is the it's a great example of a song that rocks
1: yeah i will point out some musical parts that i love and that is when it gets into the lines where the vocal melody shifts and it's like so i caught up danger my friends and some strangers and the electric guitar switches to following the vocal melody which I think is pretty sick because the rest of the song, it's mostly just like strumming acoustic guitar as the main focus. And then like a third of the way of the song, it continues with that vocal melody. And then the electric guitar just follows that. Also, the bass line is sick and it rocks.
0: It definitely rocks. I will say another, another cool thing about the song structure wise is that Listening to it, I we get into like the third verse, and I'm like, okay, this song is like it's going places, but like there's no bridge or anything. So then it gets to a bridge and you think it's the bridge, but it's actually the outro and that's cool.
1: That was the hardest thing. I was like, how do I identify parts of this song?
0: I love a song that's just like an amalgamation of just like all good ideas to where you don't even like think about the fact that you're listening to like a capital S song. You're just like, I'm on a ride with this and I'm going with it. Yeah, It's a very, very strong opener. So I will say opening track, Rainbows in the Dark, It Rocks.
1: It Rocks.
0: Okay. Hell yes. Track two, Urgency.
1: Oregon, baby.
0: (laughs) The opening little piano of this is like—it's so <laughs> iconic. <laughs>
1: um, I reading the lyrics, they mention a preacher, and I was like, maybe that's why they used organ as like the main instrument in this. I feel like they were like, yeah, we mentioned a preacher, let's allude to church, and then this is Derek sings lead on this
0: mm-hmm what's Derek's last name do we know it really doesn't matter I just simply Derek want to know press
1: press null.
0: oh yeah and then he marries Jamie
1: yeah and in the and the
0: Wall extended universe
1: yeah he basically just sounds like Connor Oberst
0: yeah and I hate that they kind of clocked that in the Pitchfork review but like I mean these this is an Omaha band Signed to Team Love, which is a label that Connor Oberst (laughs) co founded. So, you know, the comparisons are going to come regardless of. He um, sounds exactly
1: like Connor Oberst,
0: though. Well, I'm defending the man because I like his fans. And because as someone who has gotten compared to Connor Oberst a lot, sometimes if you're just not a strong singer.
1: I'm not. I'm just saying he sounds exactly like Connor Oberst.
0: Period. Period. I love that you've said the same thing just over and over with a period every time. Like you
1: assume everything I say is negative, and I never said I hate Connor Obers' well, voice. I'm just someone
0: that has gotten that comparison a lot, and after a while, it does kind of get grading. You know, it's like okay, I get it,
1: <laughs> Carl. You don't sound like Connor Obers.
0: Good, thank you. Who do I sound like? Be honest.
1: Beyonce.
0: I was gonna say Adele. <laughs> we could have had it all okay so urgency I literally could hear that opening piano thing from a mile away and just instantly start foaming at the mouth I love this song (laughs) it's fun
1: yeah it's fun but also reading the lyrics I think it's very much about living in a dirty city much like San Francisco so I relate (laughs)
0: Okay, you're feeling it in your bones. Yeah, I don't. I like. It feels like. <laughs> oh my god, this sentence is coming out of my mouth is a nightmare. I feel like it's like um, <laughs> it's like Derek was just on the sidewalk one day and like freeze framed and like wrote a song about it. And I, I don't necessarily, I don't live or die for these lyrics, but I don't think they're bad by any means. Yeah. I feel like compared to some of the other songs on this record, like this is just like a song, a capital S song, and less of a journey. But I think ultimately, this song, "Urgency" by Tilly and the Wall, it rocks.
1: It rocks. (laughs) Did you feel that suspense?
0: Yeah, it was really. I was expecting you to say "Eh, it's okay. Okay, so track three.
1: Whoo! I'm so excited. (laughs) to talk about bad education, because this was my gateway to Tilly and the Wall and loving them, and I had never heard anything like it. And I was just, oh my God, I, I can't, it's amazing how much I don't remember from my life in general. <laughs> But I remember the moment I heard this song because it was that impactful. And I was just like, I, need, I mean, it opens with like this fucking sh- strong ass, heavy tap dancing and just, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you just hear violin, which like, I'm like, oh my God, a song with violin. Oh, and yeah, it's like- your
0: Violin Queen.
1: Yes. And it's not- the Becca
0: Suzuki Method
1: yeah and then the like horns come in and you're like "Ooh, what is this it has
0: like matador vibes yes at the beginning
1: yes it sounds so dark and mysterious and you're like transported to spain and you're just like
0: they really did it too like i can't imagine like strumming those chords on like my own and being like oh this kind of sells like a matador fantasy whatever but then being like all right let's write the song let's write the matador ass song and they did it and they you can tell that they were like let's layer in every possible thing that can like fulfill this image
1: i would have loved to be in the room when they were mixing this because there is like (laughs) there's so much going on but it's mixed so perfectly where it's not overwhelming, and it's it's so good.
0: It doesn't feel like any of the sounds are sitting on top of each other either, yes. which is wild. I feel like there are bands, there are three-piece, two-piece bands even, where frequencies will sit on top of each other, and their recording's worse than this. And there's much, much, much more going on here.
1: There's so much. But it's cool. with so much going on in the recording itself, I did find a video of them performing this live at our very own rickshaw stop in San Francisco in 2008. And it's really underwhelming without all oh. the extra instruments. It's like, it's. Eh.
0: But I mean, when you see a band live, it's like different than watching like a live vid. You know, the volume, I always like, I always have to remind myself that like the volume is so much louder that like you're feeling frequencies inside of your body so you're hearing things a little different bad education that song this song what a good song it fucking rocks
1: that little music break where it's just doo doo like on the accordion And then it's like, it, all
0: it sounds up. like melodica to me or something it's some little keyed thing I think it's it could, be, it could be accordion. It's fucking accordion. Okay, um, Becca <laughs> is scolding <laughs> me now for debating a frequency. But yeah, that part is very unbelievably good.
1: Yeah, it rocks.
0: And I feel like they trade, they trade vocals really well in this. Yes.
1: Like,
0: this is a great example of Tilly trading vocals to where it's like, wow, this band slays. Okay. All right, track four. this song is really sweet and sad and really beautiful
1: uh i love this vocal melody so much one of my all-time favorite vocal melodies verse or chorus all of it bitch all of it (laughs) yes
0: no 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 i agree i think both of them are very strong
1: uh particularly the the verses especially the beginnings
0: it's the perfect cadence to like express a thought. Like, you know, it, it's like, a, it's a sentence. It, it flows like a sentence, which is cool. I love this song.
1: And Kiana, who usually mm-hmm. isn't singing leads, sings lead on this, which I thoroughly enjoy. I really like her voice. but She's like...
0: cool and fun though. I feel like her and Neely trade off bass. I saw them once um, on tour for O And they like trade off bass a bunch, but like, she'd be playing more of it, and that's she'd be stomping, playing bass and singing. That's a lot to do.
1: Yeah, um, and it's a nice chill out moment from the first three songs of the album.
0: Yeah, it comes out swinging with those first three,
1: and it's like, whoo, okay, let's like take a breath here. Uh, Interestingly enough, this song is actually I initially thought it was about. Uh, sex trafficking and it is inspired by the paintings of henry darger Uh, and he was a mid-20th century artist i will allow our listeners to do their own research because i went down a deep (laughs) rabbit hole of being like how have i never heard of this artist uh i thought i went to art school and had (laughs) to take like art history and yet no mention of this Henry Darger guy and um, he has a series of works referring to like some people call them the Vivian Sisters Uh, the real name of it is called the Realms of the Unreal and if you take a look at it, it looks very much it's mostly watercolor, very fairy tale like but uh, someone commented on one of the lyrics sites that they asked Neely if this song was in fact about that painting series and she confirmed it it was.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love when a fan does like does the work they do the legwork.
1: Yeah which I I love it's like it's so interesting I would never be able to write a freaking song about a piece of art
0: Okay, so yeah, Lost Girls, track four, it fucking rocks.
1: It is a beautiful song and it rocks.
0: We really be loving that song. Okay, track five, love song.
1: Derek. Again. A
0: Derek song. He
1: really sounds like Connor Oberst here.
0: I will, I just want to, I hate to jump to the end of this song right as we're starting to talk about it, but I love how. This song is like another like low, kind of slow chiller moment, and <laughs> at the end of it, like going into sing songs along, like I feel like they could tell that like two slow songs in a row was like
1: nap time.
0: It was like a mood, so sing songs songs open w- opens with that
1: scream. <laughs> it's perfect. I think it's, it's
0: really cathartic and like funny. Like it's I feel like, like, like wake up. Yeah, it's very like you could tell. like I think I see people like in mixing, like their eyes are like starting to close, and then it's like, okay, we gotta like bounce back. It's like, <laughs> it's fine, but that, that's like, that's no, I'm not shitting on the song by saying that. I think the song is good,
1: yeah. I think um... it's
0: a little, um, I do you think these songs are about Jamie who's also in this band? Because, I mean, obviously, they got married right after this record came out, but it just feels like...
1: It is <laughs> so hard to find these people on social media. They don't exist, uh- <laughs> but I think that's just because they're all, like, in their 40s now, and...
0: I know Kiana has um, social media for her, like, current projects. Yeah, I,
1: found- <laughs> I stumbled upon that. Um, Derek went on... Did you ever listen to his project after... I listened to
0: a band called Flowers Forever that I feel like kind of started in the middle of Tilly's stuff.
1: Yeah, what that, project was, are you talking about? that was one, but Derek went on to form Icky Blossoms.
0: Ooh, wait, I definitely had some experiences with that band.
1: Yeah, which I got really into for a hot sec, and I'm going to revisit them after recording this because I remember really liking them.
0: I think this band is cool because they this was for some of them it was this was like their third or fourth band that they were yeah. in. Which is like that that explains why the songwriting is so good. Like, you know, they like really got their sea legs and other projects and they all came together to start this mega band. What, yeah, what my friend group turned into this like cult of hair dye and personality. <laughs> and it's like really cool. They sold it really, really, really well. That's yeah, pretty cool. Okay, bad. cute. I'm gonna say love song. It's it's very sweet and you can tell that it's really earnest and I love the idea that I'm painting in my brain of Derek singing it to Jamie, who is also in the band, and uh, therefore I'm going to say that it rocks.
1: Uh, I'm going to say it's fine.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, the songs on this record suck.
1: Well, way to ruin, oh, okay. spoiler alert. Well,
0: I mean, actually, you know what? We could have a complete change of heart and uh, therefore you need to keep listening if that's really why you listen to this pod. It's
1: the most suspenseful moment. pod.
0: Yeah, not serial or any true crime or anything. No. This pod. Okay, track six, Sing <gasps> songs Along!
1: <laughs> La- oh my God, I have the best La- t- <laughs> I have the best take on this song. Okay, so the generation after us, millennials, is Gen Z, correct? Mm-hmm. I think this song could is, like, amazingly translated to today's... Oh, my God. It, like, transcends? Yeah, trans- transcends. Yeah. Okay, the song perfectly transcends... Transcends... Lord, um, Lord help me. Uh, aren't you on the edge of your seat to figure out to, to hear what I'm gonna
0: for this say? sentence, I have never felt like this before. It's
1: been like three minutes of me trying to get the, <laughs> the free
0: Zoom meeting ends.
1: <laughs> this song transcends into. Today's Gen Z TikTok generation because all those people, they don't worry about shit. They just dance and sing along to songs on TikTok.
0: <laughs> I think I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think, in a way, sonically, This song is, like, the YMCA of our generation. Like, you know, they don't really write songs like this in Gen Z. Like, they don't really sound like this. They don't have that, like, whimsy sort of, of, like, folklore in the woods, having fun, party vibes, like, fairy vibes. Like, this song has that. And I feel like a lot of the music that Gen Z is listening to at our age, you know, 16, 19, 13, whatever, however we, we were when this record came out, it's so much more like, it's just different. It's not like so much wild actual instrumentation and like fun vibes. It's like a little more militant, a little more computery. Um, but I think that the at its core, the mission statement of this song definitely rings true. It, like, it trickled down from our gen to the next gen.
1: Just strictly looking at the lyrics, it's totally about TikTokers. Like, we're taking (laughs) no part in your cracked antique life. We're believing everything that we have heard. We're taking our turn with the kids that don't learn. You know, I'm going to take my turn. Let us be free. Let us sing songs along. So, outcome, you clowns, or oh, you wolves, so are you mod, or. Oh my martyrs. god, do you think that they
0: predicted the clown makeup trend from last year?
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Oh,
0: Becca, come on. I'm sorry. Uh, you gotta get on the, the tweets and see all the kids tweeting their clown looks. It's good, we're, it's
1: fun. We're selling ourselves so ourselves we can find. We're living at night trying to pull out the light
0: okay, I think you're onto something here. I think I think TikTok, big TikTok, they owe Tilly and the Wall some money. Yeah. How are we gonna get them their coin? They invented TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Longest pause in the history of the pod. Your eyes just <laughs> darting and shifting, your eyelids like fluttering.
1: Maybe I shouldn't drink iced coffee while we record. <laughs>
0: manically lose your mind then shit your pants all all on the pod anyway wow i cannot (laughs) wait to edit this app. lord have fucking mercy on this app
1: um yeah that's sing songs along i was just like oh my god this is about tiktokers
0: um so track six sing songs along it fucking rocks
1: it rocks
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you full disclosure. Track seven, "Black and Blue." Just reading the title, I, this song, I nothing's coming to mind.
1: Yeah. Sing a little
0: ditty. How's it go?
1: Here, a song, we will dance. Oh, do 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 do. Everything about you that what was makes beautiful. You feel
0: alive. Oh my God, does Becca have perfect pitch?
1: <gasps> I wish.
0: Black and Blue, now that I know how this song goes, now that my memory has been jogged, jogged, I love this song. I think the song is good.
1: Yeah, it's like the closest thing to a typical rock song on this album, I think.
0: It has like, the melody is very woozy. It makes me want to do this with my head. You guys can't see it, but it's just rocking back and forth. That's a
1: typo <laughs> move when you're warming up to stretch your neck, Hugo. typo typo.
0: Oh, I forgot that your fan was obsessed with Taibo for years. Yeah,
1: every now and then I'll find the old Taibo on the YouTubes. and. <laughs> do you do remember that something? time that
0: we tried to do that like workout vid in the garage and I found out that I can't mimic what someone is doing <laughs> on the television?
1: <laughs> I do not remember that. I have such a
0: vivid memory of that. Because I remember it was like we used to just do them. I'm so sorry to anyone listening. We used to do them like low key in like the living room because it was like it was small it was like you and i vibes but then i feel like one time courtney or some there was a third person there so we had to move it to the little tv out in the garage and i remember that one was like faster than the ones we would normally watch and i like for the life of me even when the instructor was like right hand out i would put my like left hand out like looking at the screen being like oh, make it make sense
1: I have no recollection of this at all.
0: I love to be your memory and your scribe. But but yeah, that did in fact happen. I looked like a fool. So whenever that happens on like reality TV where like they have to like learn choreo really quick and the instructor's like right hand, left hand, blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, I feel for these girls, these people, anyone. It's like, this is just brutal. I couldn't do it. I would look horrible.
1: You could never be on making the band.
0: I feel like I could be on Making the Band.
1: You just said you can't follow choreography.
0: Some of those girls can't either. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Can I pee real quick?
0: Yeah, please. Go pee. Go pee. I'm going to listen to Danny Kane while you're gone. Oh, my
1: God. I just got a notification that Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2 is now on Netflix, and now I'm so excited.
0: I can't watch that show because I want them to solve the mysteries.
1: Don't talk shit while I'm gone.
0: I would oh never, ever.
1: <laughs> I'm back. And my bathroom is literally a spider farm. You,
0: Becca, no.
1: It's... I don't know how it, like... So we live in an old house, but my bathroom is home to a new daddy long leg spider every day, and I don't know how. My house is like that too. Yeah, it's last night. I get in the shower, and there's one in the far corner, like where they usually hang out. But this guy, this daddy long legs, is huge. It's like scaring me. And as soon as I start taking a shower, it starts slowly crawling in my direction on the wall. Like, no joke. It's getting closer and closer. And I'm like... Rushing to get clean, and I like will not look away from it, and I'm just like talking to it, like no stop, like leave me alone. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> sound sexy as fuck. In my dreams, that's happening to me. And
1: I was just like, oh god, no stop. Like, I'm fine when they're little, when they're little, but when they get
0: when they're little, daddy long legs.
1: Yes. But when they get really big, they freak me out. And so it's getting closer and closer. I, like, jump out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, like, go and get a broom. And I smash it. And then it wouldn't even, like, fit down the drain. You Becca, just... are you
0: sure it wasn't a tarantula? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you were dealing with a tarantula. It was the
1: Biggest daddy long legs I've ever seen. And then as I just- Guinness went,
0: Book of World Records, biggest daddy long legs. And
1: then when I was brushing my teeth, I opened my my mirror cabinet and there's like a little guy hanging out on one of the shelves. And then when I just went to go pee, in between my mirror and the wall, there's another, he's like a medium-sized one, but I left him alone for now.
0: Do you think, all right, speak on this, level with me here. I feel like daddy long legs was a huge thing when I was a kid. I feel like I saw them all the time. Every day that I ever went to school I would have I would see, I would encounter, I would talk about a daddy long legs. But then I didn't see, hear, or encounter them for years.
1: You didn't and hear now them.
0: <laughs> Now they're back in my life in a big way.
1: Yeah, I mean I can relate but I just associate Daddy long legs with like camping. I feel like I encountered them a lot when we would go camping and you'd have to go to like the campsite's bathroom to shower and everything. And I feel like always encountering so many daddy long legs in there. And now I'm just like in my own personal bathroom. As She's tr- camping I'm, all the time. I'm camping all the time.
0: She's camping in her house. Do you think, how do you think it feels to be a daddy long legs and be like the world's most venomous spider, but the venom is like only effective on other bugs.
1: This is news to me. I didn't. Yeah. Know they're that. like
0: incredibly venomous, but it doesn't affect humans like at all.
1: Huh? That's cool. I mean, I still kill them cause they freak me out. Um, but like as long as they leave me alone and stay in their corner, I'll leave them alone because I'm like, cool, you'll eat all the ants that come through. Or
0: People that are like that, people that are like, yeah, I have a spider, but I don't fuck with it. I like let it live because it kills all the other bugs. I'm like, okay, that's you. That's not <laughs> me. Me, I would rather just kill the other bugs and let the spider go do this in someone else's house. Like, you know, Yeah. I didn't ask for it. Therefore I don't want it.
1: Yeah, I mean as soon as they get like up in my space. Like the one last night that was just slowly crawling towards me. It's in the
0: shower of all places so vulnerable. It's game
1: over. I'm just like yeah. get the fuck out of here.
0: Again, I would do anything to have that happen to me but that is just me. Um Okay, let's <laughs> we did <laughs> We did Black and Blue, right? That was the last song we talked about.
1: Yeah. Did we? Okay,
0: so that means we're on to track 8.
1: Did we say it rocks or it sucks?
0: Okay. I think I said that it rocks and you said that it was like a normal rock song.
1: Yeah, it rocks.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Okay, track 7 it rocks. Okay. Track 8, Brave Day.
1: We go country here, which I love.
0: It gets fucking honky fast. Honky tonk. Uh
1: My shirt is so fitting. <laughs> the cowboy that
0: boot co- oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the actual fit of your shirt I was going to be like, did it change? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I
0: personally love when my shirts just become so fitting
1: No, my weird ass shirt with just some cowboy boots on
0: it Yeah, I will say I didn't love this song back in the day but I have a lot of respect for it now, and I do think it's very good.
1: Do you like any sort of country music?
0: I do, but it's like, in general, my whole thing... Oh, my God, this is insane. But my whole thing is, like, country music is the most human genre of music. It's, like, the kind of the most human ethos of music. And human things, like, I don't care about that. Like, I like when shit is sci-fi, Mm-hmm. And I like when shit is, like, fantasy and crazy and not, like, my mundane, everyday human life. So, therefore, I like music that's just, like, a bit more, like, imaginative and with wilder sounds and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm post-music. I don't I'm, I'm care about sounds. You can't make a sound that I've never heard before. I, I'm bored by sounds. I, like, only care about lyrics, and country do be serving some really great lyrics sometimes. But it's, like, in general, like since music is not just lyrics music is sounds i want the sounds to be i want them to at least try to impress me you know hmm
1: how do you Does feel? That make about... any sense yeah okay i just i guess i just don't feel the same way
0: i mean and that's great that's why we're two co-hosts
1: <laughs> love actually the very first band i loved was dixie chicks and ultimately just the chicks Oh, yeah. Just the chicks now. And that's what made me want to play violin, to be
0: honest. Oh, my God. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that one, two of them are sisters, right?
1: Uh,
0: I think so. I think two of them, <coughs> the two of them that are sisters, they have like a connection to South Brunswick.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And an old producer I worked with, uh, he was friends with like one of them would like sh- show up at some shind- shindig he was at cuz i don't know but
0: i think the chicks are just always showing up at someone's shindig
1: right i wish uh but yeah someone's
0: hoe down their barnyard down
1: if you've never listened to sin wagon uh-uh. uh, some good old fashioned shredding just shredding On some good old country instruments.
0: I was gonna say, is it when is a violin a fiddle and when is a fiddle a violin?
1: A fiddle has a flatter bridge, so the strings are closer together, so it's easier to play two strings at once, which is very Um, indicative of fiddle playing, whereas a violin has a higher bridge. So it takes, yeah, strings aren't as easy to play at the same time. This is
0: great intel. Thank you for this
1: yeah i kind of wish i had a fiddle but get like a fiddle, queen but like i have a fancy violin like what how much difference is it gonna mm. make maybe i should just like get a new bridge for it i don't
0: know i will, the first time sorry to derail you from your violin talk <laughs> the first time i listened to this song um like to revisit it for the pod uh the second verse, The Long Afternoon Washed Twilight Hue, I definitely heard it as watched Twilight hue or blue, you know, because the first Twilight is so blue. And I was like, wow, wait, 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 wait. Now I'm like, am I experiencing time linearly or did Twilight come out before or after this? It kind of threw me for a tizzy, but then I looked up the lyrics and I was like, oh, I'm stupid and brainwashed.
1: Time is a construct.
0: It is. Did you watch... <laughs> longest silence in the history of the pod okay anyway (laughs) um brave day i think the song is good i think it's fine i don't think it sucks i think it is good i think it it rocks medium rock
1: i do really like the the new approach at mixing the tap dancing in the song it's like really hollow sounding and it's like layered with all the clapping which i think is cool i think the song rocks
0: okay i mean i didn't i didn't pay attention to it like that i'm I'm glad that you did because that sounds like a really strong case for a song fucking rocking yeah when the mixes goals goals in bay okay um, the next song, uh, track nine, The Freest Man.
1: And don't forget that you called it all bullshit.
0: bullshit. Oh my god, this song, unreal.
1: Everyone thinks this song is about O'Burst.
0: I didn't. I didn't get that vibe. I think they're much. I they're a laundry list of troubled songwriters. I think of before I think of Connor Oberst. But
1: like, okay, the song is basically about addiction, right? Mm-hmm. And speaking to their closeness with Connor Oberst and everything, everyone assumes this song is about him.
0: Well, maybe it is. Sounds like we have to go to a Tilly show and ask. <laughs> <laughs> That has a 100 success rate. <laughs> um, uh, damn! If only I had a time machine, I go back to when I saw them. Be like, my friend Becca in 2020 is asking. <laughs> They'd be like, "Who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's Becca and why is 2020?" Um, but yeah, I think this song, this song, this song paved the way. I think paved the way a lot for what starts to occur on O. Where they bring in the program drums. Mm-hmm. They bring in like a lot more synthy sounds and less organic piano organ sounds. Um, there's lots of doot dops and bleeps in this song. Mm-hmm. It's literally a pop song. Yeah. It's the poppiest song on this record with some of the darkest subject matter. I love a good bleep bloop. You know, when I was talking about things being sci fi, this song is sci fi, therefore it's up there for me on this record.
1: Yeah. Sci-fi, ugh, it's
0: why you love the drums, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's why I love a lot of things. But um, what's your my... favorite
1: music genre? Sci-fi.
0: Oh <laughs> sci-fi. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> that really is. Holy shit, I love sci-fi sounds. Um They are the best. Little, my little sci-fi ass. Um, I think this song is so good and for it to be like the penultimate song before the closer i'm like they know whoever synced this record in the the u.s version because i i did some googling and the crazy the one that is on genius is like the uk version of the record and whoever synced that did something weird they were on something else (laughs) (laughs) would
1: you say this is your favorite song on the record
0: yes I feel confident saying that. I think this song, this song, Bad Education, Urgency Lost Girls, that's those are my top four. And then Rainbows in the Dark is like number five, but that's only just because it's like the other songs are so much more concise, and that song is such a journey.
1: A lot of songs are journeys for you.
0: Yeah, they are. I love I do love a journey too. I'm like contradicting myself every five seconds on this pod, but this song is my favorite on this record for sure it rocks you're looking at the cat
1: <laughs> oh god He's It's so like, huge you have so many cats there's like i
0: wish i didn't
1: there's it's so distracting to me but i love it um <laughs>
0: it's bad too because it's both these doors are on the hallway so you can like watch them going in and out and walking everywhere
1: uh yeah the song rocks
0: this song is crazy good. Okay, track 10, Coughing Colors.
1: Ballet time. The
0: ballet time. Ta- to, to be the person this song is about, they must feel really special because the lyrics are wild.
1: This song has definitely made me cry before.
0: Oh, Becca,
1: the longing. Ugh. Oh, I've, I really want to read you. There was a Pace Magazine article posted... By Daytrotter that I just thought like was beautiful and like summed Is it up about this band? Yeah. And I thought it like perfectly summed up kind of the thesis of this album. Okay. Uh you
0: wanna read a little?
1: Yeah. It just says it's by Day Trotter.
0: Daytrotter and Paste have like a thing. Okay. It's like Chloe and Hallie, but Daytrotter expaced. <laughs>
1: okay the problem with growing older is the older part everyone makes so much about the angst of teenagers but it's that tough plight of the high schooler trying to find his or her identity as the hormones and pure ridicule kick in and cause breakouts that doesn't deserve all that attention those just out of college moving away from or being moved away from by all their friends having to pay real bills for the first time Enduring occupational responsibilities and likely working in an environment with others who have had their soul sucked dry years ago. Those are the ones who should draw the most sympathy. Those are the ones that should be felt sorry for. Everyone mid-twenties and up, for they are the ones watching the electricity from their lives evaporate quicker than anyone else. <laughs> 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 oh, God
0: yes 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 i hugely bigly agree wow fuck my whole life i mean Uh. this
1: whole thing i mean even you can cut this but i'll read the next paragraph which is also very good It's traumatic when the college years complete themselves and the friendships that were developed over half a decade aren't suddenly disposable, but they are oftentimes difficult to maintain from so many different reaches of the country as everyone seeks happiness and good-paying jobs. Friendships are sacrificed and rationalized as necessary victims because money comes first and everything else comes second. (sighs) Right? Right?
0: Fucking... This is about Tilly and the Wall?
1: Yes.
0: This is like... This is like... Therapy and existential vibes.
1: I mean, that's why... I think it's basically... This whole album, like, touches on that idea.
0: Yeah, it does. It, It does. It's like... Oh, I'm like fucked up now.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry. I made, no, it's
0: good. It's it's great.
1: I made Carl cry.
0: No, no. It's when we start talking about Lemuria and you start saying things suck. That's when I'll start crying. But no, this is yeah. That's the gospel. It's so damn true. And this record really is like. Again, I can't not associate this record with like our French group as a whole because we like all were so into it um like some of us more than others but like i think of this record as like our um soundtrack like you know like this was like really like this is our breakfast club soundtrack this album and that (laughs) but it's all one artist
1: yeah that um that paste article is from 2007
0: oh For it to be, that's perfect writing. I want to know who on the Pace staff wrote that. That's why I'm so
1: frustrated it just says Day Trotter.
0: We'll tweet it, I'll tweet at them and get to the bottom of it because that's like really good writing. I wish, like, that's the thing, when we talk about like writing from like this era and like the Pitchfork reviews and stuff, it's like why wasn't everyone writing like that?
1: And it's crazy how I don't know, I was so young when this album came out and like was not thinking about the things that I think about now, especially when it comes to life. But I, I definitely
0: was like, I agree. I was like, I, I think we probably both had like an awareness of like, of what life would look like now for us. It like, we knew it was on the horizon, but you never really know what it's like until you get there. Um, So I feel like, I don't know. There's like something really sweet about how, this record had all of us kind of cherishing our friendships from that era. Like, you know, like, really, like, making making memories to this record was, like, really sweet and sentimental to me um, because it just was so fitting, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Fucking Christ. This pod, this second app, we're getting hot and heavy. Yeah. Uh.
1: Emotional.
0: Emotional. I'm gonna blame my my longing and my um gay my gay vocal fry on the hot daddy long legs. I'm gonna
1: blame it on me being in this hot closet.
0: Becca, we gotta upgrade your setup. Subscribe to the Patreon so Becca can get a third XLR cable and get out of the closet.
1: The reason I'm in the closet is because I have roommates who can make noise since everyone works from home now. And also, the street I live on, I have a window open all the time because Bay Area houses don't have A.C. So...
0: Oh, I feel like we should specify that. Becca lives in the Bay Area on the West Coast. I continue to live in rural North Carolina. We didn't establish that in the first app.
1: People must know. People
0: uh, must know. I want. I can't wait until we start doxing each other and I start talking about my home address and my social security number <laughs> on the pod.
1: <laughs> but everyone on the street has like a loud car. And yeah. also the birds... You know how nature is like returning because of the virus like <laughs> yes. this year the birds have been so fucking annoying. I wish I had a gun only for only for shooting these birds that. Becca. Wake me up. But I also text your dad that. live in a city so I can't just like hang out my window and shoot at birds
0: I will say I had my windows open before we started recording but there was one bird in particular that was committing something you can only describe as terrorism outside (laughs) my window (laughs) (laughs) it was insane that's why I had to close the windows
1: there's a bird a type of bird out here it's like strictly northwest region of the United States that sounds like when the battery is dying and your fire alarm.
0: So the high pitched chirp.
1: Yes. Constantly. Like
0: Do you know what the bird's name is?
1: I used to.
0: Jeffrey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um I don't remember what it's called, but it is the bane of my existence.
0: One time I was sitting outside with my friend Caroline at like one A. M. And we were sitting on like a back patio area, like a screened-in back patio. And we heard this bird um, that made a sound that we could only describe as a gay owl. And it went, <laughs> it literally went, ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And it was, it was really iconic because we both got really scared at first. But then it was like, wait, that bird sounds gay.
1: Oh, my God. That's the best oh. when birds sound. There's like, uh, I have a recording on my when
0: birds phone. sound. You didn't even finish your no, sentence. No, I mean,
1: okay. When uh,
0: birds sound like v- flaming homosexuals. No,
1: when they sound like people, but not like parrots. I'm saying I have a recording on my phone that's of a crow that sounds like a person just going. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs>
0: that rocks chirp chirp <laughs> oh I love those little birds that hit the distortion pedal they open their mouths and they just go oh
1: it was my like, God.
0: wait that's that's this, I'm gonna cut and edit they they open their little mouths and they just go Ksharp. What? it's like the DS one you I'll. I posted a vid on my story a long time ago I'll dig it up in the archives and send it to you I think it's like magpies make that sound
1: I think magpies are only in Australia
0: um, <laughs> that's what you think.
1: <laughs> I don't fucking
0: know. Whatever. Who gives a shit?
1: I hate birds. I especially don't <laughs> give Becca! a shit. I really do. Everyone knows this about me. They're like, oh yeah, you hate birds. I'm like, yeah. The only cool ones are like hummingbirds and bluebirds.
0: When did you start hating birds? I always
1: hated birds. They're so unpredictable.
0: They are un- they're wildly unpredictable. Especially
1: when you live in a city and you're walking down the sidewalk alone and there's always like a group of pigeons and you're like, are they gonna stay there? Are they gonna move? Are they gonna fly up in my face? Uh geese, I think are, people, mean. Yeah, are, geese mean. are mean. Turkeys are mean. Most people I think
0: hold on, pause, pause, pause. I'm on pause. a rant. <laughs> pause, pause, pause. I think a lot of people I think the fact that pigeons can be iridescent—I think people take that for granted. They're really gorgeous. I would do—I would spend a lot of money to get surgery to look like a pigeon.
1: I hate that
0: a lot. <laughs> they're gorgeous. They're sexy. They're a little sci-fi.
1: But like, uh, they're so unpredictable. Most of them are mean. They're like bullies. They're so cruel why i only
0: eat chicken you eat nothing other than chicken no
1: i mean like meat wise I <laughs>
0: said fuck birds i'm only eating one bird forever okay Le- okay i adore you talking about chickens but i simply must get us back on the topic <sighs> which means track 10 <laughs> coughing up color coughing colors the lyric is coughing up colors but the song is just called coughing colors um I think this song rocks.
1: It rocks. It makes me cry. It makes me feel emotional.
0: I do think if this song was about me, though, I would be like, okay, buddy, you know, pump the brakes a little. There's no need for you to be this obsessed with me, you know, but it is really sweet.
1: It's about someone with... Wait, where am I thinking of a different
0: song? It's a, it's a she. It's a capital S She. S-she. Oh, right.
1: Um... I would love for someone to write a song like that about me. Are you kidding? I'd be like, Yes, <laughs> actually, well, when someone's obsessed with me, IRL, I hate it and I'm like, You mm-hmm. don't you don't know me. But mm-hmm. if we had been like dating for a year or two and they wrote this song about me, I'd be like sick.
0: They were compelled to write something this sweet about you, yeah acceptable. That would be very I think very normal and approachable. It's when someone slides in the DMs sending you DMs that sound like this. That's when it's like, "Oh, buddy, no, 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 no." Uh no, no. No, 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 no. That video of Jesse Jay saying no. You never seen that? No. Oh shit. Well, anyway, that brings us to the end of the album. The end of the album, Bombs of Barrels by Tilly and the Wall. All right, Becca, every pod, we we give our final... Our, I had a name for this in the outline. We are using an outline now, everyone, just so you know. Um, final verdict, that's what it's called. Okay, so on the count of three, we're going to give our final verdict on this record. Ready? One, two, three. It, it Rocks. rocks. God, it rocks so hard. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like it's evil for us to do a, a literally perfect album second in the pod history, but.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: It's really good.
1: Just. <sighs> Tilly and the Wall. There really hasn't been anyone like them. I think. I don't...
0: Juggernauts.
1: Never heard
0: of them. I'm saying they're juggernauts.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of them, but I've never listened to them. <laughs> At least I <laughs> didn't <absolute>. do that. <laughs> Oh, I wish you would. Oh help. my God! My mom's
1: to- pig is behind you.
0: Oh yes, Cisco. I named him Cisco after Cisco Adler from, um, Schweiz. Oh my God. Yeah. I wow. never get rid of him.
1: It's like I'm home.
0: <sighs> Becca, you're home.
1: It is now nighttime over there. <laughs> yeah, those, I, like, it's really
0: dark in my room. When
1: we started this, it was light out, and now yeah. only the computer is shining on you.
0: This is going to be really hard to edit down into an hour, but it was fun. Yeah. Do we have any closing words, any closing statements before we end the pod? No. Okay. Well, I will just say if you have made it this far, we do have a short list of people we are considering once we get the ball rolling for real and we get a good rhythm about as having on as guests. That sentence, if you read that sentence, it would not make any sense. But basically what I'm saying is if you are interested in being a guest on It Rocks or It Sucks one day, just reach the fuck out. Could be cute.
1: Yeah. Anyone? Also, we
0: have... have, Sorry, you go.
1: Oh no! I was gonna say anyone who comes on as a guest is gonna be better known than me, so it's fine.
0: I I think you're really selling yourself short.
1: I'm not famous.
0: I am not fame famous either. So basically, if you're incredibly famous, you gotta come on the pod because we need the signal. This. Yeah,
1: I really want to meet. Actually. he if we get famous enough i want to meet my celeb crush who I I is alexander hodge he played asian bay on insecure
0: okay i never watched that
1: he has a girlfriend though so
0: i mean that's never stopped anyone but
1: god he's so beautiful Uh anyways what's his name Alexander Hodge. He's Australian.
0: Okay, so if you are Alexander Hodge, or you have ever been told you kind of look like Alexander Hodge, reach out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Queens. This was so fun. I absolutely just adore getting to do this. We have a good little list of albums that we're going to be working through in the next few weeks. So, do
1: you see how many I added?
0: I have not. Oh my oh god! My the, look. <laughs> <laughs> the devious look on your face,
1: Lord,, uh.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna be doing the pod well into three thousand and twelve, so stay tuned, three thousand and eight I'm so two
1: thousand
0: and three thousand and eight is that is that the line? I'm so three thousand eight you so two thousand and eight?
1: I'm so three thousand and eight. wait, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if the line was I'm so I'm so three thousand eight, wait <laughs> and then there was just a long pause. <laughs> she got That's that boom, like, boom out.
1: It's really lame but also really funny how what's that Bruno Mars song where he says, Stop, wait a minute and then someone edited it where they like literally wait a minute
0: <laughs> <laughs> What is that Uptown Funk?
1: I have no idea. Um I'm not familiar with the Bruno Mars discography.
0: Thanks for listening to it, Rockstar It Sucks. Um Bye! Bye <laughs> It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.